So I have another thing I want to share with you. Oh. A slang that Jenny taught me recently. And I think it's going to happen a lot more because she's down for the summer. So we're going to be learning a lot as grandmas what <laughs> these kids are saying nowadays. <laughs> but yesterday we were getting... So Jenny's birthday was yesterday. We were at Disneyland and we were getting the water at Disneyland. And she tasted it and she was like, that's mid. <laughs> mid? And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> mid? <laughs> like, what's mid mean? And she said it means average. Like, that's, it's okay. Dude, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I haven't either. So now I'm walking around like, that's mid. That's mid. <laughs> that's, that's whack. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's like our own, I know that was our thing. That's yeah. whack. So yeah, it's, it's a new thing nowadays. Okay. That's mid. That's mid. Mm-hmm. And then what is the second? Dude, I forgot. She taught me a second thing and I'm like, that's so grandma of me that I would forget already what the second we'll slang. Have to ask her. Yeah, I know, Jenny, you're probably listening to this. Remind me what that is. Because I, I know she said something else that was I thought was funny. Anyways. What's, wait, that's mid. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to keep that in mind. That's mid. And people are going to think I'm like their cool. age. I act like I'm literally older, but anyway, dude, I have a question for you, actually. Okay. This just like reminded me. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you think the difference between doing the right thing is versus the smart thing? Ooh. Are they different? Or are they the same? Or are they doing the right thing versus a smart thing? What? Yeah, right thing versus a smart thing. Okay, immediately I thought they're the same thing, because to me I think whatever smart is right. But then I'm thinking of um, can I tell you a situation? Actually, family dinner discussion we had. It was pretty heated. Okay, we were we were talking about yeah what the right thing would do. If you saw, like, um, let's say someone was needing your help, but if you went to help, you could possibly put yourself in danger. So now I'm thinking, smart thing would be is, dude, call 911 or somebody who can handle that because you could maybe die or hurt yourself helping this person. But, like, the right thing to do would be to, to help, be right? Okay. And so we were having this, like, heated discussion about <laughs> it because... I was saying I was kind of more on the side of go help because at the end of the day, that's it just feels, I guess, for me, like a life worth living is a life of, of just being there for people, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But then they brought up the point like, but you have to also think about all these other things. Like, why would you put your, like, it's in a sense selfish too, because let's say like for my dad, like he's a father, like if you're going to sacrifice yourself for this person and you die or something, like you have kids and family that you're leaving behind, stuff like that. So maybe does it depend on like the scenario or like the circumstance? Yeah. Do you think? You know what? It's complicated. That's it is answer. complicated. Well, the reason I even bring it up is because I started reading. I'm reading two books right now. One's fiction. One's nonfiction. I'm trying to be more lighthearted again with what I'm reading. Mm. Um, just because I need that like adventure and kind of read someone else's like fun story. But basically someone in my book brought up that um, they're basically given like this huge offer to write a book, but they would be betraying the company they currently work for. And so the person wanting to offer them this like huge book kind of job situation Mm -hmm. is like, 
what do you mean? Like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like, this is, this is it kind of thing. Mm. And the girl's like, well, what's right and what's smart? And mm. I was like, that is a great question. Yeah. And it got me thinking. Hmm. So I wanted to hear what you say. But yeah, I think it's definitely complicated. And for me, it does depend on the circumstance. Because like how you were saying, like you want to be there for people. But like, I think it's kind of messed up to say, but what does a person mean to you? Mm-hmm. Like, what? I don't know, dude. I just really wanted to hear your opinion. No, yeah. But you're right. It's complicated. I think it's complicated at the end of the day. And we finished the discussion saying that. We were just... We were we just were analyzing the fact that it's so complicated. Oh, you and your family? Yeah, yeah. we ended with that, that. There's no right answer. Um, there is no right answer. But yeah. it's kind of interesting to see that there is a difference between right and smart. Because I thought initially, too, like, oh, they sound the same. Or they are the same. Yeah. But they're not. They're not. They're not. Life isn't that simple, people. It's not. Um, tell me about Johnny Depp. Yeah, Amber Heard. Yes. We're gonna get into it. I know the. I think the first episode we ever did, we were like, "We're Paris. not about mainstream. <laughs> we're not about." And I'm like, but mm. sometimes <laughs> these things are very interesting, and yeah, they, they there's a lot you can learn from them. At least the things we're bringing up, I think they're not they're not more gossip and magazine stuff. I think they're more. Uh, I think they're pretty deep. Like the yeah. the case is intense, and it, and it reflects, I'm sure, a lot of court cases between couples, and you're just actually getting to see what that looks like yeah and then we also want to bring up some other stuff that it reminded us about so let's get into it let's Um, get into it i just want to quickly say that like i'm really trying to watch the actual court case footage that's like on youtube if you guys don't know um it's literally like days they call it like day one day two and they're each like four to seven hours which is like super long Mm -hmm. so i literally have only gotten to day three and I've listened at work, like, kind of, like, a podcast. Um, and it's been crazy. So, really, like, all I know, I just want to, like, say is very, I think, kind of surface-level stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we obviously know, like, who won the case, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's super interesting to kind of get into, like, Amber Heard's um, diagnosis. I know she was, like, diagnosed mm-hmm. with, what was it? Borderline personality yeah. disorder. Yeah, so... What kind of, like, stood out to you from, like, what you know? I want to add, yeah, I want to first add, like, I only know, you know more than me, and you're saying you know surface level, so I just know, like, very little, and I want to tell you guys why, because I was laughing (laughs) with a friend about this. When I first saw it and was intrigued and I pressed on it, immediately I was like, dude, like, who let me into this room? I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. No, seriously, it's kind of, like, invasive, right? That's how I I feel. I feel like it's very personal, and then I just felt uncomfortable, and so I just stopped watching it. But it did intrigue me because a lot of people brought it up. And so I was learning from the people that brought it up what they thought about the case. And then it did lead like it lead it led us to some interesting conversations. So that's why I got more into learning about it. But I, I still don't know much about it. Other than that, I like it's obviously incredibly messy. And I think I still don't know whose side I'm on because I felt well, the moment they diagnosed, like they s- shared the diagnosis for Amber, I felt, I felt empathy for her because that the disorder is based on trauma when you're a child, which you said she mentioned she was abused by her dad. 
Yeah, like her dad would like beat her up growing up. But it's kind of interesting because as an adult, I think the relationship was like mended and they have a better relationship. But still, like that's like trauma, you know, from your childhood. Yeah, that's still trauma. And this, I was talking to Esther about it earlier. The disorder is a really difficult one and it puts a lot of stress on the people in the family so borderline borderline so she's she doesn't have a personality disorder it's It's a it's a personality disorder and it's a lot of times these the people that are struggling with it are like very uh, like suicidal they're cutting themselves they're back and forth very very back and forth one second they're the victim another second they're like just out to get you and they're unstable would be the best word to describe this so for the family it could be so so hard to deal with the highs and the lows because they're very intense and i know that can like get mixed with bipolar but it's not like bipolar it's just more of this emotional roller coaster and i thought sorry if i sometimes i listen to these and i make some sorry (laughs) I'm just like catching my breath and all, but I like, I felt for the family a lot because that's a really hard disorder to deal with. And then I felt for Johnny. I, I felt like I understood him a bit in that aspect, but then, you know, they went over Johnny's side of the story and I was, uh, I was disappointed that somebody you as a kid saw in the parts of the Caribbean thought was a pretty cool guy was capable of doing some some pretty messed up things that weren't Do right. Do you think that, okay, so like the argument with that too is like a person can only be pushed so much. So the argument is like um, Amber was basically throwing him over the edge and that was almost him fighting back, pushing back. Hmm. Um, but I even mentioned to you, Steph, like, as a woman, like, to think of me being physically hurt or even verbally abused, like, that's, to me, in that aspect, I kind of feel for her, um, but if you guys don't know, like, Johnny Depp wrote a letter, I kind of, like, want to read it. Let's read it, yeah, because you mentioned it, I didn't. Yeah, but I think, like, I know you mentioned, too, Steph, that you feel for Johnny to have even been in a position where he had to deal with, like amber and this unstableness because he literally had like no control honestly dude like i said we all know johnny won we all know that she was like not in the right in many ways shapes or form um and i do think this highlights that like men can be in a domestic violent Mm -hmm. relationship and it's not just women who are the victim Mm -hmm. or victims um but i don't know it's it's super messy like i i can't and like Okay, so I'm just going to read really quick the letter when he won and, like, the verdict okay, was out. Yeah. Six years ago, my life, the life of my children, the lives of those closest to me, and also the lives of the people who for many, many years have supported and believed in me were forever changed, all in the blink of an eye. My decision to pursue this case, knowing very well the height of the legal hurdles that I would be facing and the inevitable worldwide spectacle into my life was only made after considerable thought. From the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal the truth, regardless of the outcome. Speaking the truth was something that I owed to my children and to all those who have remained steadfast in their support of me. I feel at peace knowing I have finally accomplished that. Mm. 
I am and have been overwhelmed by the outpouring love and the colossal support and kindness from around the world. I hope that my quest to have the truth be told will have helped others, men or women, who have found themselves in my situation, and that those supporting them never give up. I also hope that the passion will now return to innocent until proven guilty. I'm sorry, it actually says, I also hope that the position will now turn to innocent until proven guilty, both within the courts and in the media. I wish to acknowledge the noble work of the judge, the jurors, and the court staff, and the sheriffs who have sacrificed their own time to get to this point, and to my diligent and unwavering legal team who did an extraordinary job in helping me share the truth. The best is yet to come, and a new chapter has finally begun. John. Hmm. And that, dude, like, when I read it, was, like, I can feel the genuineness. Mm -hmm. I can feel the relief, the weight Mm. off his shoulders, and, like, this is why I want to keep watching like all the days mm-hmm. because I really want to see and kind of not let I know these days like the media has a huge impact on like all our opinions even if we haven't even really seen the full thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like even with shows. Yeah. Someone says their opinion, people have their opinion on social media and immediately we're like turned like that and our brain is like stuck, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I want to see it for myself and like like I said I know the surface level. Um and her side is super sad too, though. Yeah. Honestly, from what I heard, but then people say it's a lie. And messy is the word. Yeah, for this, it is so messy. And I, I, I just am not on anyone's side right now because I only saw when the psychologist went in, and she also did some sketch behavior. Not gonna lie, really. Like yeah. What? So they found that she had dinner at Johnny's house with the legal team. Are you serious? Yes. And even though I'm sure the legal team, that's okay to do, that is not okay for a therapist to do. You should never, ever go to your client's house. Like, ever. (laughs) And that's just interesting to me that they did that. Did they say that in the court? Or how did they find out? They found, I don't know how they found out, but they did. And she said yes. She confirmed it. But she made it seem like we were just speaking about legal things, all that like professional. And I think for somebody who doesn't know the rules, like a therapist should abide by, they're they're like, okay, that seems reasonable. But the rule is like it's just at the end of the day, you should not be at your client's house. That already shows a bias. Like you, I know she was there for on his side, but still, like, how believable are you to me right now? Because you were at his house and. That is weird. I didn't know about that. I think, like, I don't even know. It, I would, what? It's weird. And that's why I'm thinking, like, some people said Johnny had a lot of uh, support because he's already loved by so many in the in the U.S. And it's just interesting to see even, like, the weird ways he had support by the psychologist. And I just, I don't know. You know, some people say um, there's, like, theories that, like, everything was in favor of Johnny. And there's, like, theories that um, Amber's actually the victim. Hmm. And they were, like, how scary would that be? Like, let's just say hypothetically, she is telling the truth of everything. Hmm. And, like, everyone's turned her back against her super scary and i know she's um she's appealing the verdict so she's basically trying to fight back the Mm. fact that he won and i think there's gonna be more to this story 
Yeah, dude. Hopefully not online. They need to just keep it private and just I get think it, over it with. will be online, dude. Really? And I think the point of it being online was because Johnny wanted to prove to people that he was right. Yeah. And I think maybe sh- now that you say that, I think she might push for that too because I think this has to do with the reputation now and Amber is not in a good place right now if she wants to be an actor for other roles. She's just not in a good place. So she might want to push for that. But this is, again, I don't think, I know Johnny was pushing for, like, his reputation stuff, but I just don't, still don't think it was the best choice to put this out for the whole world to see. Yeah, well, I think his point, too, was, like, not only the reputation, but, like, this literally has affected, like, his family, his children, Mm -hmm. and just because I think they were told stuff from Amber. Oh. uh, Like, lies and... This also reminded me just about a recent documentary i was watching i think like two days ago it was on j-lo and can i just start like i love j-lo fun fact yeah selena and then fun fact i (laughs) used to like dance a lot to um (laughs) what's that song um my love don't cost a thing (laughs) i don't even think i know that song dude i don't know why but that song i just loved it when i was like 10 and i we just go JLo and I go way back <laughs> and so when I saw this documentary I'm like oh yeah I want to watch this I feel like she's gonna inspire me and, and I just, just say I cannot keep up I feel like everyone has a documentary now yeah so I have not watched it side note yeah so I know tell me there's stuff. so many but it was about her halftime performance and guys I was kind of sad because I think it showed JLo in a different light that I was not used not I guess not I just never saw I just saw her as, like, the cool Latina girl out there, you know, getting it done. And then I saw her approach to, like, her, what do you call it, business? Or what does she do? Like, just to all the avenues she has. I saw how she approached it. And it felt a little, it it didn't feel like it came from this genuine passion. It it felt a little bit more for validation. So how was she, like, approaching them? So... Okay, so she started as an she got her she started as a dancer, and then she just started getting a lot of auditions, and I that felt more true to her. Okay, she's a dancer, she's like auditioning to shows, she's out there hustling. She really she was really out like in New York, just like really trying to get it get herself out there. But then she got that actor that she got the role of Selena, and after that, she got a good good like she got other roles that were great, and I think she was starting on a good path. But then suddenly she's like, I want to do music. And then I want to do, like, what else? She just, she went into so many platforms. She stretched herself really thin. And I don't think it was because she loved each and every one of them. More of, it seemed to me more of, like, I just want to do it all. And, like, but for what? Like, what is the one thing that you really love and know that, like, you were made to do in the world? Why do you want to do so many things all at once? It just felt weird. Dude, yeah. And I think it goes back to what you and I were talking about, how maybe um, she wanted to do all these different or go about these different avenues and be in these platforms to say like, oh, I was the first Latina or Mm -hmm. I was the first this and I was the first that. Mm -hmm. But then you mentioned, which I want you to talk about how like. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yes. Okay. I'm going to mention this. So. During the documentary, you see that she just finished her movie Hustlers and she got nominated for a Grammy or 
that's not it. the golden globe <laughs> that's music <laughs> a golden globe and there was rumors that she was going to be nominated for best supporting actress for the oscars and she got nominated for the, for the golden globe and she didn't win and then she didn't get nominated for the oscars and i guess at first i was although i wasn't a fan of really the movie and even though she tried to make it seem like it was this meaningful movie part of me felt like mm, i don't know it felt like it's still kind of because it was about strippers and i'm i i was very intrigued like that's a really great way to like let those voices be heard because there's more to the industry and there's a lot there that i think we ignore but then they are showing clips and kind of talking a little bit more about the movie and it felt a little strange how they kept saying like we're elevating the voices but then there was a lot of scenes that i felt still captured the whole idea of objectifying a woman and like <laughs> stereotyping yeah latinas yeah with j-lo being the, the stripper yeah. i don't know i just i'm not not i don't know it's confusing because i i saw the movie and i thought this could be so good and then some scenes made me feel like this feels like just entertainment not really going to like the essence of what the hardship that is behind this and that was kind of the point initially right that's what they kept saying was the yeah. point so i don't know i, I was a little mm, not convinced and that's why when they she didn't get the oscars i wasn't too like surprised because if you know the oscars some of the movies are so boring but because they're a little bit they're, they're just really touching on hard subjects that are not the easiest to sit down and listen to so i was telling esther like although it was the part that was hard was like the the fact that she would have been the only latina in the bunch of like the women who were nominated and that would have been cool to see um but i guess like recently my sister was bringing up the topic may, even though you want to be represented you there's a you want to have that patience to wait for the person who would represent your people well <laughs> and i guess i do just i i thought she had a point that even though jlo didn't win maybe i would have liked to be maybe that's okay because it would have been nice to have a latina who represents us well be nominated yeah and who is like truly and dude this is the thing like we don't know j-lo i know i feel i feel bad really for know sorry J -Lo, I no but it's just going off of like the documentary yeah. you're saying like it yeah. does seem like she's trying to get validation and trying to she even said it. i watched the trailer okay of the documentary yeah. you were there yeah, yeah. um and she was just saying like i didn't have a lot of confidence like mm. in the beginning of my career and yeah. all that good stuff so i think she was like pursuing all these different avenues and wanting to be so involved because she almost wanted to prove a point yeah and i think to represent anything to be the first latina or the first of anything really i would love for it to be from someone who's like very passionate of this like specific mm -hmm. industry um or career and have it be an honest path and not just like for your own self validation does that make sense yes that that makes a lot of sense and you're right i think I think if Jayla would have focused on one lane, and this could bring up to other stuff, I think of my own life. When we try to do so many things, how present are we with each thing? Like, will we be good at everything if we're just trying to do it all? I think if Jayla stuck to acting, she could have been that for us. Which is kind of sad to see her just stretch herself so thin. Somebody who has so much potential to be that. she could. I think she would have had an Oscar by now. If she would have focused on acting. Um, but 
Yeah, it was just complicated, dude. Because at the same time, I was telling my sister, like, also, it feels kind of, even though, yes, the movie isn't, the movie has some things that I was unsure about. She's also from New York and from the Bronx, and I feel like she was representing some something different that maybe the Oscars isn't used to. That that also made me think of my own. I don't know. I was just thinking a lot about the kind of the kind of culture the Oscars has. Mm. It doesn't represent really all different backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like know much about the Oscars, or honestly, like any award show. I kind of like suck at watching them i love them (laughs) (laughs) no i heard they're fun i don't know why i don't watch them but that's really interesting dude and i i feel like j-lo's interesting because how old is j-lo she's 50 and that was in the halftime she's probably like 50 something else but (laughs) jenny and i were like laughing because we just couldn't believe a 50 year old woman was moving like that because we saw her halftime show it's she's fit for 50 wait what did she say about being 50 no leading up to that point (laughs) so she's like my whole life has led up to this point like the halftime show (laughs) at the super bowl that's what your whole life has led up to like you've had kids like legit kids have come out of your womb and (laughs) this is what your life has led up to was it was just weird and it made me think of like yeah it made me really question j-lo like what is what are you saying like really that's kind of funny dude like five minutes of your life you're like this is this This is is what my life has led up to (laughs) (laughs) this is why i'm living (laughs) yeah yeah but overall i do want to say i still love her like i still am so growing up and i when i would see j-lo i saw somebody who represented me Mm. i've and i looking back am so grateful for that because it's it's nice to see yourself a part of you like in that person like represented and i just now as an adult i appreciate her a lot more in that sense and i'm just glad you were out there somebody i could see um but i guess that documentary just made me a little sad because i thought she was uh, uh, different (laughs) i should watch it i should watch it for sure um there are so many documentaries and i do like them i feel like the older i get i um tend to gravitate those towards those more than like other shows yeah um i don't know why this like question came up like after talking about all this okay but what do you think you need a break from Ooh, i have one okay go 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 (laughs) 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 this question is for me um i would say like caffeine Mm. or like i think I want to say, like, watching and reading really deep things. Mm. Because I've come to the conclusion that I am a deep person, naturally. And my thoughts, like, for anything is, like, deep. And I don't want to say, like, I'm always like that because I definitely have moments where I'm like, ah, whatever. Um, But that's why I started reading, like, my fiction book because... I think right now, like, I'm in a place where I'm going in circles with, like, deep stuff. And that's not to say I'm not going to stop talking to you about deep stuff because I love doing that with you, Seth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Um, I heard this saying, like, uh, I guess you could say it in different forms, but 
it was like yes like let's go deep but remember to come back up for air i need to come back yes i need to come back up and i relate to you where i get in moments where i'm way too deep deep in my head deep in my thoughts and it does feel i do feel that drowning sense of like feeling i need to come up for air yeah i think for me the feeling too is like going in circles Mm. and i told you i'm reading the four agreements and there was like a part in the book where the author was just pointing out how like we all in some way shape or form were like really shaped by our childhood whether it was like family or outside kind of school Mm -hmm. stuff um just like influencing our lives and how that's led to our mental stability now as we're older um and that just made me realize like dude how am i gonna mess my kids up or like just going in circles like is this never ending like is it almost made me feel like there's no hope of like ever feeling fully free yeah and i know that's like a lie in itself like yes you can feel freedom even despite hard stuff yeah and i relate to that too i even I'm prepared for my kids to go to therapy and talk about me already. I'm so ready for that. And I'll, I'll go to therapy with them too. We'll process <laughs> it together. Um, but I think the biggest part is repair. Just we, we talk a lot about that in class. There's going to be rupture. But just know that you can repair. And with your kids, with friends, with family, with significant others, like you're going to have those moments of rupture, those moments of tension, those when you hurt each other. But how are you going to repair it? How are you going to come back and learn from it and grow stronger from it and move forward? So that's kind of like it's helped me grow in acceptance and just instead of feel like that fear that I'm going to affect like my leg, like my children and, you know, generations to come. I just think more of the that part of life is going through that and learning how to come together after and repair whatever went wrong yeah and i think it's kind of interesting dude because with the rise of social media and having easy access to people's thoughts and knowledge in general i feel like our generation dude like i think we're way deeper than our parents were than their parents were because like i think we almost have so much knowledge of all these different like disorders and Mm -hmm. self-diagnosing ourselves and i think that has like a that it plays a huge part i think too with just because sometimes like i'll hang out with friends too and like we're just all very deep Mm -hmm. about like spiritual stuff and like that's that has a beauty in it and i love it but it comes to a point where we're like or in my head i'm like can we just like hang out can we live lightly Yeah, yeah like and i mean I want to mention my tattoo because I think that was a moment in my life where I was really stuck, like in that sense of feeling it literally feels heavy. And I, I don't know why, I don't know if why, why that season I was just, everything was deep to me. Every thought was deep. And I just felt, I felt kind of just stuck and almost sad too, because I love, I love being deep. But at that moment, I was feeling exhausted. It kind of sucks to feel like this thing that I love and I think a huge part of how I identify myself is right now, like, hurting me. Um, So it was towards, like, I think it was towards January, right, that I got it. But I got this tattoo that would remind me to live lightly. It's like a little leaf. And 
it reminds me when leaves like fall from the trees and you just see them so light and it's really symbolic because you know you think of a tree how rooted it is how deep it is but even the the leaves have their moments to lightly like fall and just i don't know it was really symbolic for me and i think it's important for us to also not take life too seriously like i think of my parents they've been through a lot and sometimes when i bring up all these things like diagnosis and trauma they like stop me and they're like you can't you can't if you want to like live fully and well you cannot just dwell on these things yeah you have to enjoy life enjoy what you have and you know just like live lightly like like, that's all i could say so i've been trying i've been trying to work on that too esther it's been hard yeah and i've honestly like i've been trying to make more of an effort of like sharing positive stories Mm -hmm. um and just like focusing on the good as well because I think, too, like, people try, like, we all try to be relatable to each other. Like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, I've been there, done that. Or, like, my family went through that, too. Um, And there's healing in that. I think what I'm coming down to just even talking right now is just, like, finding balance again. Mm. Like, I can think back to a time where I was almost just, like, careless with my thoughts and just kind of, like, living life naively. And I think now I'm, like, in the opposite kind of extreme where I'm, like, very deep, very analytical, very, like, Mm -hmm. thoughtful, um such so balance total balance you it's i think healthy i think you need it it's not good to just dwell on all the deep stuff all the time i mean laughter heals too so that's dude sorry what is your answer what do you need a break from <laughs> what do i need a break from that's hard i i right now i think i'm in a season of my life where i feel really satisfied that makes me happy, Steph. Thanks. I just feel really good with how I've managed my time. It took me a while. I think there was time when my schedule felt very chaotic, and I I knew I needed a break from something, but I wasn't sure. But right now, I think I've actually realistically made a schedule that I feel good with. I don't feel like I need a break right now from anything. I just feel very content. Um, Yeah, that's my answer. I love that. I love that, dude today we just didn't really have like a strong topic but on the i mean even talking about living lightly i think some days you just gotta have just a combo not necessarily about some serious thing yeah sharing yeah. stuff yeah do you have anything exciting happening this week this week um dude i started using um google calendar and i know okay. there's like a debate on that with like debate you know, well not really a debate but more of like sticking to to tradition and writing like in a journal oh, or calendar okay yeah and then with like going digitally um i'm kind of doing both but this upcoming week well uh, girl on the 26th it's your birthday hey hey so i will be having dinner with you yes Yay. i'm excited oh and it's my dude uh, there's like a lot of birthdays going on my sister's birthday is the 24th mm-hmm. so i'll be having dinner with her as well um and just like the week just doing the routine of going to work um reading my books yes <laughs> going to the gym yeah um i'm kind of looking forward to this week now that i'm looking at it <laughs> yeah what are you doing fine this week i i'm not sure but it's already been exciting so june is an exciting month in general because it's jenny's birthday it's my birthday it's Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. And then we have another, a couple family and friends that have birthdays on this month. 
So it's been already fun. Yesterday we went to Disneyland and okay guys, my sister's turning twenty. Hello? Like she's a, she's entering her twenties, RIP though. <laughs> um, but I think that was really fun celebrating her kind of shifting into a new part of her life. So yesterday was exciting and it was just really fun to celebrate her. And then I mean, I think I'm just looking forward this week to Father's Day, hanging out with my dad, and then, yeah, I guess, I guess my birthday, I feel weird talking about it, though, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes birthdays are like, when you talk about your own birthday, you're like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's kind I of awkward, well. other than that, though, I don't think anything else, that's kind of it. Dude, I can't believe it's June, though. Yeah. And it's almost like July, if we think about it, not to, like, really no, I, jump the gun, but, like, I feel like this year is flying. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I heard recently that humans have a good circadian rhythm in the sense of the day. They're really good at routines in the day. But when it comes to months, they're terrible, which is why you find yourself like suddenly. Sudden, it's January and suddenly it's December. <laughs> You're like, what? How did I get here? I feel that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it's like, it's like almost July in a couple weeks. When is yeah. the first day of summer? Are we in summer? No, no. <laughs> I want to kind of look it up, but. Um. Dude, I really felt like I had something else to tell you. Dude, tell me. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty sure it's something else to tell you. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I have nothing else to say. Okay, can I mention, though, we're at Esther's place today, and it's beautiful. There's sunlight coming into the room. I opened all the windows. Oh, I forgot to open that one, but. And you know what's really cool, dude? Um, if you go outside, you can't look in. Yeah. Even though the windows are open. Like, it looks like black. It, and it looks so bright in here. We can't look in. But so the so creepers cannot look in. Okay, so the first day of summer is June 21st. It's coming. Yeah, and it goes until September 22nd. Dude, my favorite season, though, is fall, I have to say. Yeah. So, like, the fact that time's kind of, like, going fast for me it's mm -hmm. like ooh, like fall's, fall's coming i do love a summer day but you know with global warming um it's a little hot out here it is a little toasty <laughs> i actually okay wait fall is my favorite season but i love summer like i love the summer vibes i do like the it. summer vibes i yeah there's like there's good in all of them but i think we'll end off here yeah guys I just want to say there's been a couple friends and just family that have reached out. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we love thanks. you so much. So much. Yeah, I just want to say that. I want to say thanks as well. Um, I think Steph and I have come into this podcast with like whoever wants to listen. Power to you. Thanks for the support. But mostly just like I have the best conversations with you, Steph. And I like it makes me so happy if people listen because this is kind of like our coffee talk yeah um and i i think they're super fun so um yeah thanks like steph said mm. and if yeah. you guys have suggestions for topics let us know yeah and we also have some guests coming soon and we talked about how exciting it will be to bring our own friends and give them a chance to just i don't know share about themselves and yeah yeah we're excited excited okay have a nice day, have a nice day guys Bye. Bye.